everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, back with another WWE Superstar interview. This week, we got Caleb Braxton on the show, host of The Bump, former host of Talking Smack, host of the kickoff panels, and so much more. Someone you see on SmackDown every week is the backstage interviewer. Super excited to get her here in the studio. I've been wanting to get her on for a while. Uh, she's a fellow reality TV watcher, so we've got a lot to talk about there. So sit back and enjoy this week's interview with Kayla Braxton. Well, I wanna ask you this. I wanna ask you the same thing I ask everybody else that I have on the show, but I'm gonna change it up a little bit because I think for you it's a little different since you're more of like a, a journalist on WWE TV. Do you consider yourself to be playing a character or is it kind of just like a little bit of an extension of yourself? I think people think it's me playing a character, but I'm a really sassy, like spitfire, really sarcastic. And so it's it was it's been pretty cool that like you know with the stuff I did with Paul Heyman for several months I was that's that's pretty much how I act in in real life so I, you're getting Kayla Becker uh, as Kayla Braxton every single week and even like the back and forth that you, if you follow me on social media that I have with the talent um, I had with Bailey this past week on the bump that's like that's literally how we riff all the time so no I I'm not really playing a character at all people people must people probably think I'm actually really sweet and like quiet and subdued that's not the case <laughs> no I, I follow you on instagram and social media and i see that you're not one to hold your words like you'll you you do not hold back when you're talking about things you're very opinionated i feel like i am but i feel like that's good for what you're doing i mean it's good to have a, it's good to be opinionated yeah of course that's how you set yourself apart from others because you know for a long time in WWE, I mean, still to this day, you know, as backstage interviewers, we we know this is not about us; it's about the talent, and that's and that's ex extremely crucial and important. But then I've been here now for six years, and so finally they were able to see my personality and allow that to come through, so that I'm not just holding a mic and, you know, doing asking a couple of questions. I can yeah insert some personality into it. Well, I want to get to WWE and you being an interviewer, but I want to talk about you a little first. Uh, what words would you use to describe your off-screen personality? Tired. <laughs> um, uh, very introverted. Um, I go to movies by myself and dinners by myself all the time is my favorite thing to do. And uh, whoa, that's me. That is a good uh, little selfie action. I guess. Oh, that's a really easy. That's a really hard question. Off. Yeah, I think introverted, very exhausted, and um, hungry. I eat all the time. <laughs> Does that count? That's a, that's a good, those are good descriptive words there. Wait, okay, I you posted something actually. I have a this booger week. on that photo. <laughs> you posted it. You posted it. So. I haven't seen it that big. <laughs> you posted something this week about going to the movies, and it made me laugh because uh, I like that you. You said you usually buy the seats around you yeah. too, so you don't have yeah. to interact I, with them. You don't understand how much I I dis I dislike being around people. Like, I think it's part of it because my job is always just so on. But I am, again, I don't, I lie to my friends and tell them I'm not in town when I actually am because I don't want them to, to talk to me or bother me or ask me to hang out. Um, yeah, dude, I go yeah, go to dinners. Like every, being alone is my favorite thing. I'm my favorite company, you know? <laughs> this explains why you're posting so much on social media, like when you're at your dinner and like making little puns to yourself about random <laughs> things I, I while pop, you're eating. And I pop myself, you know, I make all these jokes and puns and no one else gets them, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> I, I struggle with going to the movies alone. I, I wish I could be better at it. I don't know why. I just, I like, I want to like, kind of like whisper to the person next to me about stuff. And so I feel like 
I have no one to like whisper. Oh, see, to. and that's why I don't bring people. <laughs> Can't stand when people talk to me or ask me a question. The worst is when you're next to somebody and they're asking you questions as if you had seen the movie. Like, why did you do that? I don't know. Shut up. Let's find out together. <laughs> my fiance does that. Not in. A, I'm not saying this. I want her to shut up. Right <laughs> my fiance does that a lot when we're watching a movie. Like, she'll ask me a question, and I'm like, I, I'm watching this when you are. I don't know. <laughs> Let's you know. Go on this journey together, shall we? And I'll zip it. <laughs> the great thing is when I do dinners by myself. A lot of times, people, because I'll go sit at a table proper. The waiters sometimes think I've been st stood up and they feel bad for me. And I've gotten like free wine out of it before. Really? Like a free dessert because they just feel so sorry for me. It's kind of like. Play it up it. like yeah. you were actually stood up there a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> it's probably fun to get to act a little bit while you're out and about. Absolutely. Get the free drink. <laughs> I've only had one drink bought for me, and like I went to a gay bar, and I but but I was, oh, okay, yeah. but I was real stoked that the one time I went <laughs> to a gay bar, someone bought me a drink. I was like, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking that free drink, absolutely, and I'll talk to you for a few minutes. Yes. Uh, it seems like you know from watching your Instagram stories that you like to try your best to experience the towns yeah. you're in while traveling, even if it's alone. It seems yeah. like you like to kind of do the various things in yeah. the areas you're at. I mean, look, like what job? You know, people don't have this opportunity and luxury to be flown for free for your job to stay in these cool places that you wouldn't be you know be put up like of course like there was a time where I'd stop doing it and I would just stay in my hotel room and I was like what am I doing like let's let's go out there and I like to also smarten up the people who are in town visiting whether it be for WWE or for something else like cool things that I like to do because I do have a very particular taste and uh you know I'm not you're not gonna go find me at a museum or on a hike you know maybe I should add that into my things but uh yeah no I, I absolutely love it so we won't find you at runyon canyon out here i'm gonna photoshop myself on top of runyon with this yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> well what made you want to move to la i know you're 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 kind of like dipping your toes into yeah. it you you've, you're here for a month what what kind of like made you want to do that you know i'm a i'm a southern girl i was raised between texas alabama went to college in nashville tennessee i'm a florida girl ever since then um, but I think I always knew I had to make a big move, whether it be New York City or L.A., if I wanted my career to advance. And with WWE being the massive machine it is and being so supportive of other things I want to do while I'm still part of WWE, it's like it's it's now's the time. You know, WrestleMania is in uh, Hollywood next year. So I was like, let me be that person on the ground in Los Angeles, getting all the scoops and the stories and creating awesome crossover content to really get the message out that WWE is this, you know, just this, again, this massive entertainment uh, sports entertainment company so yeah I'm, i've literally been having meetings and i'm telling everybody just put me to work i'll do whatever you want <laughs> within reason <laughs> i probably shouldn't say those words put me to work i'll do whatever you want yeah not yeah <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the, they're here listening, this, this so Hollywood. yeah, you know, you know, for the right price, you know, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> do you like LA so far? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what areas, uh, you know, I, I haven't spent much time here ever. Um, probably been out here less than five times in my entire life. So it's so big and there's so many different spots with all different vibes. So um, I'm a St. Peter, St. Petersburg, Florida is where I live now. And it's, I think, the most beautiful space place I've ever been in my entire life. So it's going to be hard to top that. But I'm trying to find what makes me feel like I'm still in St. Pete. I just need to be near the water. I was going to say, yeah, once you go to the beach, I feel like that'll yeah. really that, that'll be the that'll be the thing that keeps you here. Yeah. Because I, I like. I feel bad, like I feel spoiled growing up here because I, every time I go anywhere else, I'm like, 
no, I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to move away from there. L.A. is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I got everything we need here. Everything's good yeah. here in Los Angeles. It's it very snow. expensive. doesn't snow. Yeah, because I can't handle cold. That's why New York was kind of like chopped out real quick. It was like the moment there's a little snow flurry, I'm bolting the doors and I'm in for hibernation. Like I'm not coming out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snow sucks. Yeah, don't like it. I don't know how people live in snow. Or play in it. Like, what are you guys doing? I mean, like, <laughs> Roll around in the snow. I mean, like, I've gone snowboarding, but I'm like. Yeah. bundled up you know yeah. like everything i'm not trying to just like chill in snow no, i'm drinking a whiskey at the ski at the resort <laughs> you haven't gone sne- skiing or snowboarding i've gone one time with my two best friends who- which one skiing or snowboarding oh uh, skiing okay. I was like, which best friend both of them my <laughs> <laughs> name tell me which best friend uh they've both been before they've been begging me to go so i was like okay let me go buy the cutest snowsuit possible so at least i can get some good instagram photos um they were trying to hold, they were holding my, I was only, did not graduate past the bunny slope and they were both holding my hands. I'm seeing little three-year-olds in their snowboards just going around me. I went down two times and I said, y'all have fun. I'll see y'all after. <laughs> it wasn't into it. <laughs> my brother was, uh, he lived with a bunch of like pro snowboarders and stuff. And I remember they, they, one of my early times going out with him, they were like, no, it's fine. It's easy. Just go all the way to the top of the mountain with us, you know? And then I'd, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then. I, they just kept lapping me over and over. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to cry by the yeah. end. I, I'd fall in. Oh, everything was like ripped. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Well, if people do this for fun. It's okay. not fun. No. It's not. Well, it's kind of fun. It's a little fun. <laughs> it can be fun. I mean, I'll give it another chance. I just, you know, maybe in a few years. Try the snowboarding next time instead. Okay. Skiing seems tough. There's well, you're like, you know, how do you, and then and how like, do you, you know, and then. I never understood there's a big drop off on the side of the mountain. Like, am I just going to potentially go? How many people fall off the mountain? And they then, do. And then they say falling is fun. Like, fall. I'm like, absolutely. I've been taught not to fall. <laughs> <laughs> people do fall off the side of the mountain, too. Oh, and that sounds awful. awful. Like, yeah, you can see when it's like, <laughs> there's just rock down oh, there. It does not look fun at all. I'll keep my, my brains intact. And see, it's out here. It's even worse because in California, it's like a lot of man-made snow when you go to like Mountain High or something like that. And man-made snow sucks when you fall in it. It's oh, it's painful. It's I not fun at all. I bet. <laughs> what are you going to do with the bump? You're out here in L.A. If you are if you are moving out here permanently, what's the deal with the bump? You know, uh, TBD, I'm not going to get into too many details about the plans for that. But I do plan on staying on the show, which is going to be in what capacity. Uh, again, being out here in Los Angeles, it's a great way to expand uh, expand the bump. You know, Matt Camp and Ryan Popola are holding the fort down in Stanford, Connecticut every week. And having me out here, and we have WWE talent out here who they're happy because they wouldn't have to travel all the way to Stanford, Connecticut to appear on my show. They makes them like me a little more. Um, but yeah, there's there's going to be a, a lot of, I think, just really cool uh, additions and expansions uh, to come. So stay tuned. You know, in looking just because, you know, I've, I've followed you since you started working at WWE, but like in looking at your background and seeing everything that you've done, it, it seems like the bump has been the perfect vehicle for you to, to, yeah. to fully use all your skills. And it really, like when the bump uh, was getting started, um, I remember at the time I was kind of in a rut, which, you know, that happens in, in any job, but just the every single week was the same. I'm only, at that time, I was only just going to Friday Night SmackDown once a week. I was like, I need to do more. I need to always be doing something. So the bump just completely revitalized, you know, me and my passion for not only WWE, but just for being an on-air personality. And to see how it's been received by the fans and continue to grow. Like we're, we're like three years in on this show. And, you know, if you look at the history of 
shows like this and WWE, it's not really a thing for us to see shows last this long. Yep. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And now we have talent. We went from like talent, like what is the, the bump that I have to go do? Now it's like them coming up to me and asking like, hey, when can I come on your show? So it's it's awesome. And I, I think it's I think it's just going to keep growing. Doesn't that feel so nice when they do that? Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, I... <laughs> I also feel like I'm kind of like burdening sometimes. Like, I know you've got a lot to do. Can you please just come and do the interview? And then after, after a year of doing this show, I have someone go like, really dick move for not bringing uh, me on yet. And I was like, I was trying to be nice. And I, know, I was waiting for the call. I was like, wow. Okay. No, no, no. You can ask WWPR. They're on the line watching right now. They will tell you I have been requesting you for like six months, dude. What? I swear to God. That's why they were like, you know, Kayla's going to be at Fox. Do you want to like, do it then since you've been like requesting it for so long? And I was like, yeah, yes, definitely. Oh, you know, so yes, I, I have. It. And it's it sucks because I'm not complaining about WBPR. They're great people, but are, they, they don't tell them. So then I get people mad at me like, why would you? I've been requesting you for so long. I promise. Like, don't I have to, like send them like a screen grab like here. I promise I've been doing it. Oh, no, it's good. No, but, it's but with, what I was going to say with you, you know, uh, I, I, it's, it's nice that we grew up in an era where there's so much, uh, I can do a lot of research on someone. Mm -hmm. And I watched your uh, baccalaureate speech that you did. Oh. And even in that, you talk about how like, it's your dream to have yeah. a show like The Bump. And that's yeah. like, what, 2013 or something Listen, like that. Listen, I knew from, I was actually talking um, to one of the, the um, makeup artists today about, you know, how everyone is different when, when they find their passion. And I was talking about her kids and how, you know, they're 10 years old and 12 years old. They don't know what they want to do yet. And that's completely fine. That's why people go to college without declaring a major. Like we grew up, but I was one of the fortunate ones to know at a very young age, like clear as day, what it is I wanted to do. And, uh, I was nine years old. Um, again, you know, my story, most people who follow me know my story. I was raised in a, in a foster family. And prior to that, before I was nine, life was really rocky. Um, had no passions about anything just was trying to get through every single day didn't really have adult positive influences in my life um i moved in with my foster home and uh we had to do something called 4-h everyone all the students had to participate at my school in a 4-h thing it's a southern thing public speaking was one of the options there's either that or sewing or agriculture i'm like i don't know what no no thank you well, like, this is this is gonna give me the perfect opportunity to stand up in front of these strangers in this new town and tell a little bit about my story i was terrified but I got up there and I, I remember telling myself, just memorize it. Don't look down because that's going to make you look like, you know, better at this. Get up there. I did it. And I won first place. There was only two people. It's fine. But it was the first time in my entire life that I ever won anything. And I remember getting off the school bus so proud to, like, show my foster parents. And I'm running down, like, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory style. I, I won. And they had no idea because I didn't tell them because I was afraid to fail and disappoint them. I show them my first place ribbon from this public speaking contest. And the look of pride they got in their faces, I'll never forget. And it was that day I was like, first time I've made someone proud of me, this is what I'm going to do forever. And so did the public speaking stuff and just really honed in on the craft and the rest is history. I actually, dude, I did not know like your background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did before before this conversation, but before researching, oh, yeah. I definitely didn't. And I was like floored by just what you've overcome and just everything that you've that you've you know been through and that you're like, you are such a success story coming out of that. And I think that a lot of times you hear different uh, people having different experiences mm -hmm. with the foster system. So it's so cool for me to hear that you got such nurturing foster parents. Oh, yeah, I got really lucky. And it's it's been so special working in WWE because, you know, working around all these uh, kids who some of them are at a show but have a broken household at home or, you know, you never know what's going on. And when I was new at NXT, I was doing house shows, 50 people in an armory in Florida. And I always noticed this little girl, 
Um, I could always tell things maybe weren't quite right at home, but she was always so happy to be there. And I told my story for the first time since being in WWE. And uh, I heard, felt a little tap in my shoulder as I'm going through my notes. And she goes, hey, Kayla, I just want to tell you that I, I read your story. She goes, and now I know I'm going to be okay, too. Aww. And I was like, that's why, like, that's why we should all be doing what we do, because all these eyes on us, and a lot of us have difficult backgrounds and stories. And to share those to, you know, the little girl who knows now that she's going to be okay. And maybe she's going to go on to be a TV host now, you know? So. <laughs> Dude, that gets me like, gets me like <laughs> goosebumps talking about that kind of stuff. Because yeah. that is what you do ultimately do yeah. it for. And that is ultimately why you... Talk about certain things when when you've been through them, so that you so that someone can mm -hmm. see themselves in you. And yeah. like when I was looking at your story, I I was just amazed. I, I was just blown away how old you were when you got put up for adoption because mm -hmm. I was like, God, that's like usually you hear people like don't aren't fully forming their yeah. memories at that point, but like you're so aware of everything yeah. that was going on at that time. I couldn't imagine how hard that would have been. Yeah, that was that was that was that was rough. But man, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And you know, we all say that, but like you know. Uh, look, looking back, of course, it wasn't. I didn't. It was one of the worst days of my life. Um, but obviously, there was always a, a clear purpose for what was to come. And and here we are, sitting here without a character with Ryan Satin. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, now that you're so far from that, have you ever talked to your mom, like your biological mom? Oh yeah. So we've developed a relationship over the last several years. She was uh, she was put into into prison, which is why I had to go into foster care in the first place. Um, and then we didn't talk for. I think she was in for five years I was angry with her I didn't really want a relationship with her um, but she's doing so well now so much better with her life we're not best friends um, but I brought her to a WWE show uh, and yeah I, I think this is probably the best that we, we've we've ever been and I have three biological siblings as well um, so all of us are in, in pretty good standings right now so it's nice to see it's been 25 years but it's, it's nice to see you're the only guest I've had on the show uh, who and it's great who suggested topics to me. Oh, which that's is, a journalist, you know? <laughs> I, that, that, that's why I loved it. Because I was like, this person who does their own show clearly every week. Because usually people are just like, come in, just ask me whatever. So, okay, you've been reading these books. Yes, yeah, so. You've read like, there's like six of them I've seen you post. There's so many, yeah. So What is up with these books? Renee Young and I, um, a guy, and her name is Colleen Hoover. Okay. This new, I don't know if she's new, but she's this author that's kind of blowing up everywhere. Her books are amazing. And I'm not, a, I used to be a big reader when I was younger. And then as I've gotten older, when I'm home, I just want to turn my brain off, turn on some trash reality TV, and just be done with it. Um, but I've lately been wanting to find something to get me back into reading. A, it's good for our brains just to kind of keep it sharp. And, you know, there's only so much trash reality TV. No, there's not. There's an endless amount of trash <laughs> reality say, TV. Don't get crazy here, <laughs> Kayla. Come um, on. So, yeah, she's got, a, like, several books out. I think I've probably read about eight of them now. So Renee and I have started them. Um, then we've gotten some of the other people at work. I highly recommend them. Her, but the best one is Verity. She's a romance novel or er, romance novelist. Novelist. <laughs> romance noveler. That sounds cool too. But uh, Verity is her only like thriller, and I love scary thriller stuff. If you have not, go go to the bookstore, download it on your Kindle. Uh, Verity by Colin Hoover. One of the best books I've read in a long time. So they're fictional romance novels. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. If I can get into yes. that. Yeah, they're so good. They're a little graphic, so you know, you know, keep that in mind. Um, but <laughs> you young ones, you young ones, to this. maybe don't. Oh, yeah, maybe not too too early to learn about some of these things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. And then yeah, and then we talked about the horror movie thing. Yes, it's yes. spooky. See, well, I start celebrating. I mean, I start counting down in June. For You're Halloween. one of those. I, Halloween's my favorite holiday. Okay, I celebrate every day if I could. Have you already started like decorating and stuff? Well, you're at an Airbnb. So yeah, you no, can't really. but like I watch a scary movie every single night. Which is funny about that because I kind of call my Airbnb landlady over because I keep hearing noises. And she's like, 
and I'm like, I'm doing this to myself. I'm watching these scary movies, and I'm in a, in a new house that's not mine, and I'm all of a sudden thinking I'm going to be the next subject of one of these movies. Those house noises are always scary. It it's I have a house, and I it's old because it's, yep. it's the house that my uh, fiance grew up in. And when she goes to bed, and I'm just by myself, I hear those house noises too, and I always wonder like, yep. what is that? And I go through every possibility of what that possibly <laughs> could be. And I don't think I was like every day. You know, I I've always struggled with sleep paralysis. If you don't know what that is, it's when you know, you wake up, but you can't move. You can't scream. You have that? that that's that issue? What, that's what my tattoo is actually Ugh. about. Because I've had it since I was a kid. Ugh. And uh, I still get it. But, like, I've been teaching myself how to snap out of it. But it happened the other night in this new house. Ugh. And I'm confident. I'm seeing this person, like, come around. And I was like, you know what? I always wanted what I would do in that scenario. And I froze. I'm like, I fr so I now put some scissors next to my bedstand just in case. That's the only weapon I have. You have to. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the person who's going to jump up and be like the hero. I'm, I'm hiding and then throwing something, you know? Yeah, yeah. my fiance makes fun of me because I have a bat right next yeah. to where I sleep. And she's like, what are you going to do if someone comes in here? Like, I know. What are you going to do? You're going to hit him with your play baseball with them? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I need something yeah. there. Like, I saw TikTok the other day where someone had like a knife that they put between the two. And I was like, that seems a little extreme. Cause I'll would, get out of bed in the middle of the night. Exactly. I'll, yeah, I'll hit myself yeah, on I've it. I've accidentally tased myself before. Wait, what? Because, yeah, I, I got a taser when I was, this is when I was in college. I was being stupid. I was like trying to be cool and like, flip it. And then I tased myself. But like that kind of thing would happen to me if I, <laughs> you know, keeping things out of my, uh, yeah. I maced myself once. Oh, nice. on accident as well. Of which really, I shouldn't. What, in your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I was also younger. I was oh, like a okay. teenager, and my mom had pepper spray on her keys, and she would always be like, "Don't spray the pepper spray," uh -huh. and I'd be like, "Okay, fine, like I won't." Uh -huh. And then, but she she would say it so much that she made me want to spray course. it finally. Yeah. And I like went to get the car to get something at her work. I was at her work, and I went to the car to go grab something, and I was like, "I'm gonna spray this," and I like. I sprayed it forward, and I was like, "Man, that wasn't that fun." And then I kept walking oh, forward. Oh no! I didn't know it kind of like you lingers. <laughs> such an idiot! I didn't know it kind of lingers, and so it's like, well, whatever. And then I walked oh. right through it, and then I came back in my mom's office, and I was like, "I'm in so much pain." What's She's probably happening? regretting everything. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how long? Okay, you're a horror person. Are you a Halloween or just horror versus all encompassing? Yeah, all encompassing. Like I said, I usually try to watch. I have the Shutter streaming service. I sit there and I watch different movies. And then um, I just went and saw the new movie Barbarian. Highly recommend it. Was wonderful. Loved it. What was it about? Without because I know you said that the trailer doesn't. Oh, what spoil was it about? Let me tell you what it was about. It was about an Airbnb situation. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to sleep. Jeez. Oh my God. Yeah, so I went home. And you're at home alone. I, yes. I literally got home and I was like, this, I did not sleep. I didn't. I, no, I. Is that when you had the sleep paralysis uh -huh. Yeah, I, then I had to put on like New Girl or something in the background just to like get through. Like, it was like, what am I thinking? I was just telling Brad, but when a producer's here, I was just telling him that like I. I think that I don't like horror movies that much because I was so scared of them as a kid uh, that I, I talked myself into being like, well, those aren't real. Nothing uh, is real. But then I kind of ruined the magic for myself. Okay. So now it's like I, I think I'm such a bitch when I was a kid that like it made me not watch as much horror. Ugh, Cliff, you need to get back into it. It's, it's my absolute, like, I'm a psychopath who's in my house every night in the dark by myself just watching horror movie on horror movie, like, on, yeah. 
I want to be like my dream is to one day be it. Like I want to be in one. I don't care if I'm like the initial girl who gets killed immediately or whatever. But like that is I'm manifesting that, putting that in there. If anybody's looking for a, an easy person to kill off in a movie, in a horror movie, I'm your girl. I feel like you and Shotzi will sign up instantly for oh, that. Yeah, you yeah, got to be right there oh, together. Yeah, yeah. me. There's a lot of horror. Fans. Her, Liv, Liv Morgan's a big fan. Uh, Xavier Woods is a big horror fan. Like there's there's a bunch of us crazy people. Do you go to, like? Are you a big like? Uh, you're Florida, so what's that? That's a uh... Howlin' Horror Nights. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I've never been to the one out here, so I'm gonna go. My best friend's visiting me. We're gonna go out here because it started this weekend, I believe. I want to. The weekend has one this year, I think, or something like that. I think he has like, oh, a weird yeah. horror thing that he's yeah. doing this year there. Yeah, they're always great. They're not really scary. Just more of the theatrics. It's so impressive what they are able to do. I think that's why I can go to. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Not Scary Farm is real janky. Ooh. Dude, you should check out Not Scary Farm if you want to be, like, actually scared. Because okay. I think – I feel like Not Scary Farm is a, is, is a little more janky. Yes. Okay. They're, 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 they're trying to scare you there. Like, the at Universal, it's much more, like – it's very pretty yeah, and nice. Yeah. Knott's is, like, a little more – Okay. A uh, little more cheap and scary. Add it on the I list. Think. The cheaper, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. Okay. Uh, oh, you mentioned reality shows. Oh, yeah. I'm also – I try and talk to people about reality shows all the time on here, and usually it's not it's not reciprocated. They're like, I don't really watch TV. I've been like creeping around West Hollywood just because I want to run into one of these crazy housewives. I love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is Did my you favorite. eat at what's her face's restaurant? I so my friend who's coming here this weekend, we are obsessed with it. So we're gonna hit up all of all the restaurants. Vanderpump. Um, that's her Vanderpump name. Rules. Yep. Love uh, a big Bachelor fan. This season of The Bachelorettes. It's been wild. Has been wild. We know we got the finale coming up, which is going to be the most dramatic ending in Bachelor history. <laughs> when it got to the end last week, my fiance and I, I was like, there's only five minutes of it. Isn't this going to be the finale? And she's like, I don't think this is the finale. And I'm like, but they're, these are the last guys. And then yeah. when I had that cut in with him in the studio and he was like, excuse me, break here. We need yeah. a whole week to prepare I know. for next week. I was it's like, so dramatic. Oh, I, I is, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to, I'm real confused as to what's going to happen. I think we're, I think we're being swerved. That's how I, they, they do this every I know. year. It's like, I've been watching, like I used to, it's been on for so long. I was at the eight, like when it first came on, my parents wouldn't let me watch it. So I had to sneak over to my friend. Like I've been watching this for so long. Yeah. I know how I know how it is. Like if the most innovative thing we've done so far is have two bachelorettes, okay. I think I think I've got your number on this one. I <laughs> uh, love that. Uh, there's a new show on Netflix called Dating and Related. I only clicked it because I thought it was related people dating. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta see this. It's not, it's just like a brother to sister going to island. There's other brothers and sisters and they're hooking each other up with whatever. Okay. I was like, because when you said that, I was like, I'm watching that. Whoever came up with that title was smart because people were like, what is this? It's kind of like how I thought 90 Day Fiance was like a, like you, like a game show of some sort. Oh, yeah. And then when I, once I watched, I was like, oh, this is the best reality yeah. show ever. I love it so much. Oh, gosh. Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? Uh, you know, I never really did. I, I watched, I watched like that season with Ed and that whole, just because he was a, uh, a nut job or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. But no, I, that's a show I didn't get into and I feel like it's too far gone like I don't know if I have time it's a lot it's honestly it's like WWE at a certain point because yeah. there's like there's, there's spinoffs like too right after the 90 days to and... be invested in it yeah I yeah. told my fiance like I'll watch the one main show yeah. a week and I can't do all these others yes. uh but Bachelorette dude I feel like that one girl what's I like the one girl who had everybody leave at the last second. I feel like, yeah. do you think those two are going to actually end up together? What's her name? Uh, I forget the two uh, names. It's Rachel and uh, Gabby. Gabby, yeah. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Because, like, did you watch the teaser for, for yeah. next week? And yeah. it's like, I don't know. You know. And then Bachelor in Paradise, I almost loved more. I think I, I, I like Bachelor so in Paradise I'm more, too. And that starts in a few weeks. The reason I like Bachelor in Paradise more is because everyone knows – 
everyone's like in on the they're all in on the 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 <laughs> bachelorette kayfabe yeah. you know like they're they're not pretend they know what they're there for they know that they're there to make entertaining tv like this season i didn't even know you could at the last second say that you don't want to be with the bachelorette or whatever like i was like oh, i think it's a little too fast i'm like yeah that's the whole point of this show when all those guys at the end were trying to leave. I was very confused. Well, lately, I mean, you know, last was it last year with that Matt James was The Bachelor? Like, he didn't propose to Rachel at the end of it, but like, you know, let's stay. And I honestly think that's smart. Like, the whole, and I, what's his name who left made a really good point this season. Like, this is a bubble that we're in right now. I don't know you. You don't know me. It's a social. Exp- I watch these, like, and I'm like, you all are so stupid. <laughs> like, you're literally testing hamsters and you're, you're like how do you not see that this is not how this is not normal and that's why they all end up breaking up after like yes. nate and nate and uh what's her name just broke up michelle they yep. just broke up she yep. just did a whole or he just did a whole interview about that i got him anyway we're going off a whole another thing oh no Let's have okay. a, hey, have a bachelor nation's gonna like this interview for, so oh yeah i'm a big bachelor nation fan so <laughs> well okay fine for the wrestling fans i'll go a little into wrestling <laughs> i dig it off they tur- track they've already turned off this interview <laughs> no 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 the people want to hear about the bachelor I, I know i know uh how long did it take you to feel comfortable as a backstage interviewer <sighs> hmm a lot well because it's just so different i hosted a morning show before and we know how WWE is and how it's a lot of, you know, scripted situations. That's no secret. Um, it's hard to, like, you're not react. It's not a real reactionary thing. So it's just hard. It's like acting. So it took me a little bit to kind of get in the groove. And there's all these nuances, you know, that we have here. So it definitely it, it took some time. But that's I started NXT as the backstage interviewer there. But then they switched me over to ring announcer for a while. Yeah. Glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew immediately. I was like, my voice doesn't make those noises. Also, you have to memorize a lot for those, I feel like. A lot of memorizing. Yeah, I couldn't memorize everyone's like weight and height and all that. Listen, so our lot. ring announcers do not get enough credit. Uh, Samantha, who's pretty new, got thrown into it. Holy cow. The pipes on that woman. And then Mike Rome. I say the ring announcers who make it look easy. It is one of the most stressful jobs, I think, in this company, but no one gets it. They go out there and make it look easy. Uh, but that is not an easy job at all. My so my anxiety went like through the roof every single time. You don't know if your voice is gonna crack. You have to like have certain inflections on like every people's names. I mean, it is. It's, I think it's by far one of the top stressful jobs here. I don't think. I think I was gonna say. I think all the jobs you guys make all the jobs look easy in WWE. Like you guys make looking the backstage interviews look so easy. And then I did one a few weeks ago for SummerSlam. <sighs> It was so scary doing <laughs> that. Like you guys make it look so easy, just like holding the microphone yeah, in the right all spot. The different, yeah, that it's underestimated how hard that is to make sure it's in the right spot. Yeah. Just it's, to make sure you're get, picking up everything yeah. and then you know not overpowering the interview mm-hmm. and like not yeah. shaking your head too much. It's a <laughs> lot that goes into it. it. It is a lot. It is a lot. But I think I've kind of done it for so long now. I feel like it's just kind of you know second nature. But do you remember who your first backstage interview was with? I really don't. No? I really don't. I'm trying to think back to NXT days. Uh, on the main roster, some of my first... My, one of my first on the main roster was actually Roman, back at Shield days. Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, I think all of them on a paper... One of my first pay-per-views. So I remember those because I keep popping up through my Facebook memories. I was trying to... Yeah, I was trying to find it on Peacock. The only one I saw... Because it says on Wikipedia, I think it says like your first one's like battleground i think that's when i yeah but then i couldn't find you actually i only saw you standing there for an interview i couldn't find you actually yeah. talking yeah i don't remember yeah and it, yeah i don't <laughs> do you remember do you have any like 
embarrassing story, like an embarrassing story from your time either as a backstage interviewer or? Oh, I'm sure every single week. I just, <laughs> I just kind of forget about it. Uh, when I was a ring announcer, I fell through the stairs. I was trying to get into the, and there was like a little hole there. Oh. Uh, that happens. Um, and then I was so, I was so new and so flustered. I got in the ring and I'm like about to cry because now I've forgotten everything I was supposed to say. But what was really cool is like one of those small house shows. The crowd started like clapping for me, and then they know the stats because our fans are just like they know everything. Yes, they did my ring announcement for me. It was like really cute. Um, one time I was newer on the main roster, I had to interview AJ Styles. Going live, blacked out. Have no idea. I just I just forget. I I just see you like red and black in my. And AJ is such a professional. He sees me tense up, and he just takes it and goes. No one knew anything. But I that was that was terrifying. And no one said anything. It was like business as usual. Just a pat on the back afterwards. Yeah, like all right, kids, you know. Uh, that's crazy. So you just oh, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, that was that's uh yeah that hap that anxiety before you go live is we all know it's it's a real thing. Um, the first episode of backstage, I remember going like, oh, so this is taped, right? And they were like, no, this is yeah. live. Brad, he was like, no, this is live, yeah. and I was like. Oh, oh, okay. I'm doing this whole thing live. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was that's, that's a skill set that takes a while to. Now everything that we do is pretty much live. So, but yeah. I miss the weird energy between you and Paul Heyman on Talking Space. Me too. Oh, that was so, it's such a fun era of that show. You know, like I loved working with Paul, and I didn't know him well before we started doing that. And I was like, who is this loud, obnoxious man that I have to sit next to, who talks over me the whole time and just hijacks the show? Like it was like it was like who is this? And then um, after like a few weeks, I'm like he. The, the 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 mind of that man he's just such a like a brilliant human being and i can't ever say enough good things about how much he's helped me grow like i don't think if i hosted that show with anybody else i would have uh flourished as much as i think i had uh, over the last couple of years um he, he gets it you know he's been around for forever and yeah i, I hope i hope he can do something again down the line because he, he was fun to work with well it's cool to hear that you feel that way about talking smack because you were put in a, like an uncomfortable position initially yeah. having to fill the shoes of Renee. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that was, it was almost, I remember watching Renee do those kickoff shows when I was newer. I'm like, wow, how does she do that? I was like, I don't think I could ever do that. And then it was so quick to where I went from not really doing much to Michael Cole's like, all right, Kayla, you're doing kickoff shows from now on. I had never done one. And guess what kickoff show was coming up? My first one, WrestleMania. Oh no. <laughs> I cool. What could go wrong? And Michael Cole, He's so he's good at just reading energies. I feel like, and he the way he calms me down is not even he pretends like there's nothing. Like it's like, hey, oh yeah, you'll be fine, and then just walks away. And so I guess that's like, oh, you because he's giving me all the confidence in the world that he knows I can handle it. Because if he had like freaked me out, all right, Kayla, you better go. You know, you spend all this time. Like he never did any of that. And then that was the two the two day WrestleMania in Tampa that we had to do rain delays. So now I'm having to ad lib for an extra hour. It was just a whole. But man, I mean, I guess I couldn't have asked for a way to be thrown into into the kickoff shows. I love them. I think it's important to have that person like Michael Cole who believes in you. Yeah. Like when you have, I, I think that when you're a creative person, like you're so caught up in your head. But when you have that one person who's like, no, I believe yep. in you. You got this. And you're that's good. how he's done. And it's given me the confidence. Because, yeah, the moment someone kind of instills their own doubt in your ability, of course, I'm going to sit here and I'll doubt myself. But if you're like, Caleb, you got this. This is cake. You do stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I can I can totally do this. And they've kind of let me have free range and just be myself on those kickoff shows and trying to the guys, the four guys I have to deal with and calm them. Like it is, a, it is always a disaster, not a disaster, but just like that is a lot to get them all to be quiet so I can like transition to the next element of the show. Um, but man, it is so. It's one of my favorite things. It's my I look forward to it every month. It's so much fun. 
Yeah, I, that, that seems tough to, to get all those strong personalities <laughs> oh, yeah. to like yelling hey. over each other. I'm like this little like 4'11 girl is like, <laughs> we got to go to break. <laughs> and Booker T's a strong personality, you know, when he's in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I love working with Booker. <laughs> and he's, oh, he's one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he. Yeah, he called me out on the first episode uh, backstage <laughs> and was like, oh, get your beard fixed, buddy. Like I was like, oh, nice meeting you too, Booker T. Oh, he's so <laughs> but he's great. great. Yeah, yeah, I love him so much. He's such a legend, and he just does so much to help. And it's always really appreciative. You know, guys like him and JBL, who've been in the business, who have all this stuff going on uh, outside of here, that they look, they are eager to, to sit on those panels or come onto the bump or do it's talking smack or, or, or sorry, uh, SmackDown lowdown and, and raw talk. Um, and again, like lear learning from the best. I mean, come on. I guess I never would have thought I'd be hosting a panel with two legends and P Peter. <laughs> Kidding Peter. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I think that JBL, it's funny, uh, you know, because he was a heel for so long and whatever you hear about him from the past or whatever, mm -hmm. you, you get kind of like, he seems like he'd be an intimidating guy, but he's like the nicest he's guy. So, in person. Like, he's so nice. Again, he's just, he's always so happy to be there. And then Kevin, uh, one of our my favorite hires that we've had in WWE the last couple of years, Kevin Patrick, is amazing. He is one of the kindest souls I've ever met. So happy to to be at work. Um, again, talk about he's such an encourager. We got, we're really lucky that we were able to snag him. He uh, I saw him at SummerSlam too, and he showed me that picture you took of his back where it was. Oh yeah, the Batman. Batman. It was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was so sweat. It was so hot was out there so that he hot. had like it was crazy. Like she took a picture where it was like his back, and it looked like the Batman logo. Yeah, was in, in front sweat of it. Yeah. On his back, yeah, it was no. crazy. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be in your shoes one day? Um, I've always given the same advice, and that's just take initiative. You know, like. Unfortunately, I feel we live in a live in a time where a lot of the, the, the younger kids coming up think they're going to go to college and then the job is going to be sitting there and waiting for them, and especially in this business. You got to hustle, you know, when I was uh, in college, I was starting my own YouTube shows and they were horrible, but it was like I was getting my own experience. I was learning how to shoot and edit and write and host. And I even had my own little staff. And um, and then, you know, people take notice of that. People take notice of the hard work. And that's that job is what landed me that like. Out of college, having my own TV segment in the top 20 TV market in Orlando, Florida, that's unheard of. Um, but they saw that initiative that I took and saw, knew that I would work hard. And then it just continues to go on. So uh, don't be afraid of hard work. Don't be afraid of rejection. Um, don't get complacent in this job because there's someone right on your heels that are ready to slide in. Uh, I don't miss work. I don't miss SmackDown. You know why? Because... Uh, the day I'm gone, they're going to see someone else on that screen and they could like them better. I'm not going to give anyone the opportunity to take my spot. I'm not trying to get wallet. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's it. Just really take, take, take the initiative, um, even if it's uncomfortable. And uh, I think it, it'll pay off. I think people underestimate the amount of work. You know, I, I think that, you know, even you, you know, people who don't see you working behind the scenes will, would probably think like, oh, everything's so easy mm -hmm. for her. But like, you know, oh, writing and producers and blah, blah. But like I said, like even here, you were like suggesting topics for when you're being interviewed, like you're constantly working behind the scenes. So it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that, that you were always hustling and doing all mm -hmm. those things, because I think that ultimately, like you never stop working if you want a, a job like yours. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get to a point, but I'm not there yet. I'm still a young 31 and no kids. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm at a point to where, 
I, I don't want to get caught up and just like get really comfortable and stay in St. Petersburg, Florida and keep doing the same thing. I could I have a great job, with, but like what else is out there? Like there's just there's an endless supply of, of opportunities. You just got to go out there and get it and you can't wait for it to just pop in your lap. Yep. Yep. I mean, like you said, you were what from Alabama, right? That's yeah. where you came from. Like you can you can do it from anywhere as long yeah. as you have the initiative and yep. the drive. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we've reached the end here, but I like to end every episode of the show with a segment I call the finishing move. You don't have a finishing move, so I can't really ask you about you. There it is. Graphic. <laughs> graphic. Uh, you don't really have a finishing move, so I can't ask you the same questions I would ask everyone else, but I'm going to change it a little bit. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite person to do backstage interviews with? Jeez. Uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Just makes your job easier? Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much fun. It's just so ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Just like even the backstage interviews between the two of you guys are so funny just because – what's the word that he uses about you liking him uh, oh god oh he calls me a sapio uh sapio sexual yes. lust for him yes oh Sami Zayn's another one i've i don't Sami Zayn is the most entertaining character we have on television every single week i tell him that he's hilarious y'all didn't catch smackdown this past friday his thing with the usos and with little us in the ring i mean everything that he does and if you watch Sami Zayn. Like, I, I watch him backstage getting ready for his stuff. I've never seen anyone. I mean, everyone is very passionate and does a lot of hard work. But Sammy is just a whole different kind of uh, breed of entertainer. You can tell how much he cares and is passionate. And doing interviews with him is so much fun because we can riff off of each other and figure out the way the audience will perceive it. That man is, he's hes brilliant. I love to hear you say that because he's, I, I think he's my favorite wrestler yeah. in all of WWE. Like, I told him that when he was on the show once, too. And I, I, I feel like it's. He's just so well rounded, and he's and yep. he's and he's on a different level of like what when he's thinking about exactly. his character. Exactly, he has a very different mind. Yeah, it's really, it's just really fun to watch him just kind of break down, you know, something and then create this like magic. And it's it's really his brain. A lot of it's his brainchild, you know. Yeah, he everything with him and Jey Uso right now is it's so funny. It's so funny. It's so it is funny. the funniest. Like again, this week was one of my favorite moments. I had to find him after. I'm like, you in there, like trying to motion in to get a hug, and then you just kind of pat him on the back. It's like it's every little facial expression and movement is so perfect. And him being like their hype man that they yeah, don't want. Yeah, exactly. He's over there like. <laughs> not, he also took the mic and he said, uh, "Growing up as a young honorary Uso," and they were like. <laughs> So great. He's just literally dropping gem after gem. So that that I could see that being number one. And lastly, uh, what's the most memorable moment that you've had on WWE TV? I think hosting my first WrestleMania kickoff show. You know, that was sitting up there because we were uh, elevated above above the uh, stadium. And it was just, that's when it kind of hit me how massive this place was and like how how that, that's the moment I felt like, wow, I feel like I'm really about to make a big stride here in WWE and yeah it's t- it took five years at that for four years whatever I'd been here a while and that's another thing people come in here sometimes expect to immediately you know you got to really take take your time and be patient and wait for the opportunities I think that was when I was like all right this is my moment now I'm here I'm a fixture here in WWE people people's affiliate Kayla Braxton with WWE and like we're just we're gonna go to the to the moon from here so and yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Hell yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, today. I'm glad to have you out here in LA. Hopefully, we'll get to do more together Absolutely. now that you're out here. And WrestleMania is coming up, so hopefully, we'll make some stuff happen. That's right. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kayla Braxton. I know I did. Now, before we go, got a little bit of housekeeping to do here. Make sure that you follow at WWE on Fox on social media: Twitter, Facebook. 
Instagram, TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok now too. So make sure that you go follow us there. So it's on your front page as often as possible. We got clips from Ron Smackdown, silly videos that I'm making and more. So go follow WWE on Fox on TikTok. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can find clips from the show as well. YouTube shorts. There's clips from Raw and SmackDown. There's stuff in the community tab and so much more on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. So make sure that you are subscribed. And also, if you're one of the people who's already subscribed and that's where you're watching, I appreciate it. But I know your phone is in your general vicinity somewhere. So pick it up and go subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. That's where you can find the audio version of this show if you're out and about and unable to watch it on your computer or your cell phone. But you can also find the Raw and SmackDown roundups that I do every week there. That's where I'm breaking Raw and SmackDown, breaking it down segment by segment every week. And then you can only find that in the Out of Character podcast feed. So make sure that you are subscribed there. And like I said, this show comes out on Wednesdays now, so don't be confused when you see it on Wednesday rather than Monday. All right, I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.